Hello, and welcome to another episode of Ranking Thrones. I am James Kelly. And I'm Evan Camacho. Every week, Evan and I meet to discuss the kings and claimants who sat on the Iron Throne, or in this season, the men who tried to sit on the Iron Throne. Well, maybe not all of them on the Iron Throne, but that's in a couple episodes. Exactly. Actually, that's, that's next episode. This is what one of the... Okay. Last few who tried to sit on the Iron Throne. Hmm. Oh, no, I mixed it up. No, next one, I'll say at the end, but next one we're doing after this is Renly. So, right. we got one more who tried to sit on the Iron Throne. Okay. So, this week we are covering, from this point on, as I said before we started recording to Evan, from this point on we're covering characters that appeared in the show Game of Thrones, so... Evan definitely knows these characters. Right. I mean, you did watch the show, right? <laughs> yes, so I've seen it. So, okay. So, this week we are covering Viserys the th- Third. <laughs> so, does he have a nickname? Yes, he does. Yeah. They call him the Beggar King. He also was known as Karl Ragart, meaning the Cart King. <laughs> so, our sources, we have... To go off of A Song of Ice and Fire novels um, and The World of Ice and Fire. Right. But before we talk about that, let's talk a little bit about the show. Okay. So, Viserys is played by British actor Harry Lloyd in Game of Thrones. And just some fun mm-hmm. factoids about him. Harry Lloyd prominently returned to record in the histories and lore special features of the Game of Thrones Blu-rays. They are magnificently written as they capture Viserys' pro-Targaryen bias. <laughs> like, if you read it, like, there's... If you listen to them, and or rather watch them, it just there's some really key moments, and the fun of histories and lore in my book is when they're being so clearly unreliable. Yes. And, like, so clearly biased. And mm-hmm. how just Viserys goes through all these loops and of, of logic to justify everything his father did. Right. And, like, similarly, when he talks about the Dance of the Dragons, he he is just very much, like, paradoxically, even though he is descended from an era, he is very much for for the Greens. Mm-hmm. So, just, like, stuff like that. It's all fun. All great stuff. And he, yeah. he came back for a lot of Game of Thrones, like, special features. Yeah. So, he really came back to the role mm-hmm. frequently. All right. And he also read an audiobook version of A Night of the Seven Kingdoms, the collection of the three Duncan Egg novellas. Hmm. Since then, Harry Lloyd has acted in Legion as Charles Xavier. He also somewhat amusingly played a royal claimant in the Hollow Crown, the Hollow Crown adaptation of Henry IV Part One. Nice. He played a very similar character to Viserys in that he played... Historically, the the character of Mortimer, who was uh, the rightful heir to the throne from the usurper who inspired Robert Baratheon. Nice. So, a little fun irony there. Mm Mm-hmm. So, some key differences between the book, show, and book that also, before we get in, Viserys is given some scenes without Daenerys, such as speaking of the dragons with Dorea, and is shown attempting to... And is shown attempting to steal the dragon eggs, which is only described in the books. Right. 
The scene where he tries to steal the dragon eggs helps to humanize Viserys as he insists that he carries the weight of the Targaryen dynasty on his shoulders and is also painfully aware that he lacks an army, love, or even fear. So poor lad has nothing. Yep. As we're going to touch upon, and maybe this, we might extend the episode a little bit, just getting into a second debate after the traditional dragon or dud. Mm-hmm. But and I post this on on Reddit at one point on on ASOIF that like I there's a great debate and we're gonna get into it and I think I mentioned it in my notes but with Viserys the third how much of it is his nature and how much of it is just nurture it's nature nature versus nurture so we're gonna. The thing is that's great about George R. R. Martin's writing is he leaves a lot of clues to support either interpretation. Let's get into it, and let's talk about the life of Viserys III. So, Viserys Targaryen would be the second surviving child of the Mad King Ares II and his sister queen, Rayla Targaryen. The Mad King was obsessed with having more children, possibly because, like Aegon IV, he had little regard for his son and heir, Rhaegar, as well as his paranoia. The Mad King and Rayla's other children after Rhaegar would die in infancy. Ares blamed this fir- at first on his own infidelities and would forever remain loyal to Rayla. Aww. I'm sure that really enjoyed her. <laughs> Later, he blamed it on his children being poisoned. He ordered a Kingsguard knight to guard Prince Viserys. He also had food tasters taste the breasts of Viserys's wet nurse to make sure they were not smeared with poison. Ares burned any toys sent to Viserys as they could have been poisoned. Hmm. Viserys was over ten years younger than his brother Rhaegar. He led a very sheltered life as demonstrated when Tywin Lannister held a tournament in Viserys's honor. Viserys was expressly forbidden to attend said tournament. Weird. Viserys was utterly loyal to his father and worshipped his brother, though Barristan the Bold would contest his impression of Rhaegar with Daenerys. Hmm. Exactly how much of Viserys's character can be attributed to the circumstances of his life and innate nature is ambiguous, for though he would be born and stripped of royalty, Barristan the Bold later opined that even in his youth, Viserys showed signs of being his father's son. Uh-oh. Ares II adored his younger son, and it was rumored that Ares intended to circumvent Rhaegar and proclaim Viserys as his heir. Stupid. Yeah, well, go check out our Ares the Second episodes to mm-hmm. find out about that and our general op- opinion on him. Mm-hmm. Viserys was alive and aware of what was happening when Robert Baratheon began a rebellion against the king. Viserys would later angrily and irrationally blame Danny for not being born so that Rhaegar could have married her instead of being given the unsatisfying Elia Martell. Ha! Huh. Danny countered that under Viserys' logic, he had failed Rhaegar by not being a woman. <laughs> Viserys beat his sister mercilessly for that retort. Ouch. Yeah. Viserys was sent with his pregnant mother, Queen Rayla, to the Targaryen's ancestral stronghold of Dragonstone. Ares forced Rhaegar's bride and, and grandchildren to remain in King's Landing to ensure the Dornish loyalty. Good move. Is it? 
it's a move. Honestly, I mean, we didn't talk about it then, but I'll say it now. One, that's a stupid move because that really will make the Dornish incredibly hostile to you. Because, hmm. like, I'm pretty sure being forced to be loyal is never, like, a fun thing, especially when there's a rebellion happening. It makes sense, but it's also, like, a really dumb move. Hmm. And number two, like, if your whole family is threatening to be deposed, right? don't you want to save every possible heir you have and make sure they're in the safest possible place? The problem is arrogance and self-awareness. Yeah, because he was mad. He was yeah. the mad king after all. Right, he was bonkers. Yeah. Queen Rayla would die in childbirth as news came that and also news came that the formerly loyal Lannisters had betrayed the Targaryens and sacked yeah. King's Landing, with Jaime Lannister murdering his king. Yeah. Stannis Baratheon would soon be sent with a fleet to attack Dragonstone, who were the last Targaryen loyalists after the fall of King's Landing. Stannis Baratheon emerged triumphant against the last of the Targaryen's supporters. But a loyal knight, Sir Willem Derry, would safeguard Prince Viserys and the newborn Princess Daenerys to Essos. In Essos, Sir Willem Derry was able to defend Viserys and the babe Daenerys. Viserys would tell his sister of her home to the west, of castles and the greatness of her family, as well as the treacherous usurper Robert Baratheon, cold Ned Stark, and how Viserys would return to claim his birthright and punish those who betrayed him. Viserys also would say to Danny that they would maintain the Targaryen practice of incest one day, as she would be his wife. Daenerys felt a great pity for her brother and did remember his kinder moments, and that he had been the only one with her in their hardships. Mm. When Sir Willem Derry died, the exiled prince and princess were forced to pawn their possessions to support themselves. They would also supposedly hide from assassins sent by Robert. In the moments they slept in the streets, Viserys would cry to sleep, swearing that he would get his crown, he would make everything right. Daenerys mm. later said that the last shred of good and tenderness of Viserys died when he was forced to sell their mother's crown for money. From this point on, Viserys would be quick-tempered and physically and emotionally abusive to his sister. Viserys referred to his violent outbursts as Waking the dragon. Oh, God. Daenerys would, in hindsight, pity her brother and empathize with his frustrations when she went to Karth and experienced the same frustrations that he met. Viserys met many lords and rich men who would humor him, but regarded him as a vanity and refused to give him money or men to win the throne. His desperation and pawning of things earned him the nickname of the Beggar King. At last, Viserys would gain a seeming staunch supporter in Magister Illyrio Motapis. Illyrio promised that he would help Viserys gain the throne, and arranged for Khal Drogo, commander of the largest Dothraki Khalasar, to marry his sister Daenerys. Daenerys was terrified of Khal Drogo and, and the prospect of marrying him. She begged Viserys to get her out of the arrangement. Viserys quietly bluntly replied 
I would let his whole Kalasar fuck you to get my kingdom. Jesus. In truth, Illyrio and Varys had supposedly managed to save Rhaegar's son, Prince Aegon, before the sacking of King's Landing. They swapped Prince Aegon with a young babe whose head was bashed to a wall by Sir Gregor Clegane. Jesus. Illyrio and Varys truly wanted Daenerys to use as a tool to gain the Thothraki for Aegon's army. So, Viserys was literally just manipulated and a tool. Right. He was the distraction. Yeah. Even though Viserys knew that Khal Drogo promised to give Viserys 10,000 Dothraki for his invasion of Westeros, Viserys was still jealous that Khal Drogo would have his sister's virginity. He drunkenly tried to rape her sister, his sister at her wedding, only for Illyrio to be able to intervene and prevent Viserys from attempting to do such. <clears throat> Daenerys and Drogo would travel to a secluded area. There, da Drogo was tender and affectionate with Daenerys. He also clearly asked for Daenerys' Danny's consent. She gave it, and the two began a passionate love affair. It's a very key difference from the book and show. Mm -hmm. Daenerys quickly learned the Dothraki language thanks to a handmaid given to her by Viserys. She quickly embraced the Dothraki culture and her role as Khaleesi. To Viserys' fury, she would stop the Kalasar in mid-March as she paused to admire the Dothraki Sea. Viserys was enraged that she dared to command her king. Just as he attempted to strike her, several of Drogo's blood riders came and were about to kill Viserys. Viserys Whoa. commanded his knight, Sir Jorah Mormont, to kill the blood rider, but Sir Jorah ignored Viserys. Daenerys decided to spare Viserys, but removed his horse, the greatest possible humiliation for a man in the eyes of the Dothraki. Hmm. Viserys had been advised to stay in Pentos with Illyrio and await for Khal Drogo to give him an ar his army. But Viserys was impatient and demanded to accompany Daenerys to ensure that Khal Drogo lived up to his word. Bad move. Viserys would suffer humiliation and insults by the Dothraki. When he lost his horse, they dubbed him King Sorefoot. Drogo ah. seemingly apologized and offered the tired Viserys to ride on a cart. This was an even greater insult, as only the weak, elderly, and pregnant women would ride a cart. That's good. Daenerys tried to prevent Viserys from discovering the insult, as he was now known as Khal Ragat, the cart king. Daenerys had to use plenty of techniques she learned from Dorea to convince Drogo to allow Viserys on a horse again. Nice. Daenerys followed the Dothraki Kulsum custom of great acts of love being performed in the open for all to see. Before a moonlit night of her in front of her Kalasar, she and Drogo conceived a child. Aww. Drogo guided his Kalasar to Ves Dothrak, the one and only city of the Dothraki. There all were forbidden to carry weapons, and none could shed blood in the sacred city. If murder was ever performed, it had to be bloodless. The calls were subservient to the wise women, the Doshkalin, the widows of, of Kals. The Kal and Khaleesi went into the city to have the auspices for their baby. Daenerys attempted to make amends by having a cook prepare Westerosi food for her brother and sending him Dothraki garbs. 
Viserys exploded at the thought that Daenerys dared to command him, and that she would have him dress in the clothes of savages. Danny defended the Dothraki as her people, was bold enough to insult Viserys as unworthy of a braid as he had won no battles, and struck his face. Nice. Daenerys would follow the ritual of consuming a horse heart. The crone declared that the child in her was a son destined to be the stallion who mounts the world. She dubbed her son Rago in honor of her brother Rhaegar. Drogo pleasantly supported her choice. <laughs> Viserys, desperate for money and an army, decided to try to steal the priceless dragon eggs given to Daenerys to sell to gain a sellsword army and a fleet. Sir Jorah prevented Viserys from doing such. Sir Jorah informed da Daenerys at her party held to celebrate her son's auspices. Daenerys, pitying the brother who had sheltered her for years, said that he could have the dra dragon eggs. Mm -hmm. Viserys then entered the party drunk and with his sword drawn. Oh, no. Viserys demanded that Drogo give him his army and let him sit next to him. Drogo, flatly in the common tongue, said that a great man sits next to the fire and the call, and that he was Karl Ragart, fit for the back. <laughs> Drunk, enraged, and weeping, Viserys pointed his sword at Daenerys. He said that Khal Drogo had broken his promise to give him his crown. As such, he was entitled to take back Daenerys, and madly said that Drogo could keep their babe as he would carve it out of her and leave it. Jesus. It was at this point that all familial love Daenerys felt for Viserys died as she privately thought of him as the man who was once her brother. <clears throat> Drogo agreed to give Viserys a great crown that all men would fear. Viserys at this point smiled and Daenerys still had some pity as it seemed Viserys was transformed in that moment as though a weight was lifted. Viserys' arm was broken as Khal Drogo removed the gold jewelry he wore and melted it in a pot. Viserys begged Danny to save him, but Daenerys watched as her husband executed her brother. Molten gold was poured on Viserys, the so-called third's head. He died in seething agony, but not a drop of blood was shed. Daenerys coldly said, He was no dragon, for dragons cannot be killed by flame. And such is the end of the story of Viserys, the so-called third. Although Daenerys still had some familial love in her for, for Viserys, as she named one of her dragons after him. Hmm. Uh, and I'm, I'm blanking on the exact name. Drogon? Drogon, Viserion, and Rhaegal. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> mm -hmm. They never mentioned it in the show. That's good that you know that. No, they, they do. They, they do? They mention it on the show. Yeah. The actual yeah. names' names? I know yeah. they say Drogon a couple times, but... Well, they actually they actually give them... They actually say their names. It's just got to know where to look. And it's not... It's not initially. It's very yeah. much not initially. Yeah, Viserion, yeah. And Viserion... Viserion in the show is green. Is the green one. Well, that's not a, a, the way it is in the actually, books. No, actually, no. Sorry, sorry. That's sorry. That's a lie. That's Rhaegal. Rhaegal, yeah, is, Rhaegal is green. Yeah. Uh, Viserion is a um, white. I think he's, he's like a what? Viserion's like a, the white dragon. 
white being kind of a tannish color. Yeah. He's a light tan. Yeah. So yeah, that's him. Alrighty, so... Let's get into the debate, and let's start working on the ranking parts. So... Hold on, just getting one thing out. All right. So, first category, legitimacy. So, Viserys insisted that he was the rightful king of Westeros following the execution of his father, brother, and nephew. Mm -hmm. If his nephew genuinely did die, this would be true. Agreed. The majority of the people of Westeros seems to support the ousting of Ares II, making his claim to to lawful ascension dubious. Agree. So if like if everyone said like was more or less okay that Robert removed the yes. Targaryens, then he how much the right. is, how strong is that legitimacy? It's pretty weak. Last the only thing that the only thing that would qualify him is that he is a Targaryen. Yeah. The problem with that is that he would have to he would the only way he'd become a true claimant, in my opinion, and or or at least the ways of medieval or even Roman would be, is he would have to reconquer. So he'd have to become king by way of conquest again. So he'd essentially have to do do a Targaryen reconquest. Mm-hmm. And in terms of who actually would want him to be king and who's legally he's king, it's kind of a, it's kind of a case of the Stuarts versus versus the Georgian era. Yeah, technically the Stuarts are still legitimate. Yep, no, exactly. No, but because you brought in someone else who has now become by conquest, accepted. Yep, right. It's not. It's it's a weak it's it's a legal claim, but it's also a weak legal claim. Well, no, but we're going on legitimacy, and legitimacy right. is 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 all about how strong your claim is. It's just how much we give on strength paper, to the legitimacy. On, on pa- I mean, on paper, his on paper, assuming his but, nephew is dead, which everyone assumed. Yeah. Paper, so here's the that's the other de- thing that we're going to get get into. Although this could be get into a whole other de- debate on like. On young Griff, but, right. but furthermore, if young Griff is truly the son of Prince Rhaegar, then Viserys was not the rightful heir to the Targaryens' claim to the Iron Throne. Yes, because Rhaegar's son was alive. Right, Rhaegar's so, son, grandson of the legitimate king, is he's grandson to the he's the son of the heir to the throne. So technically, and, he has the better. And okay, I know we're a book-oriented podcast, and I very frequently do not re- refer to this. Mm-hmm. But if Rhaegar theoretically mm-hmm. married Lyanna, yes, which maybe, um, probably, but maybe. Uh. But, but, like, again, that's until we get Winds of Winter. But, mm-hmm. like, if Jon Snow is also around there... Then he's not king. 
then technically he has virtually no claim. He'd have to wipe out his first generation. Then he would, but so, but both of those two are, are real, like dubious claims, right? Admittedly. So here's the thing: you take out, so, take out the, I mean, take out the ambiguity. On paper, Viserys is actually the rightful heir to the throne. On paper, to the Targaryen throne. Yeah. On, on paper. So I think what we're... 100%, like, because, honestly, okay, getting into it, the problem with young Griff is there's always going to be that specter of doubt. Right. Over him. Right. Viserys, there is no doubt. There's zero percent doubt. He is a Targaryen through and through. Yeah. There is no arguing that. So again, I'm going. I'm. This is why I keep saying this. On paper, he is the legitimate heir to the Targaryen throne. He is the heir to the Targaryen dynasty. So, in terms of can he be supported for the throne? Absolutely. Take out the ambiguity. If you were to take out the ambiguity. Yes, Viserys is 100% legitimate. So, but we, but this is our own call, and this is a subjective, all this is subjective, and it's our own call. Because the, there is both the doubts that there's at least one potential maybe, mm-hmm. but that was kept so secret. Yeah. That I'm going to give him a little, not put too much strength in that. The big yeah. thing that I'm going to more focus on of like is a uh, is that unfortunately or not fortunately, just it is what it is. Is that is that the Baratheons though are now the accepted dynasty, right? Or at least more accepted dynasty. Exactly. Well, that's why that's why I said that. That's why I didn't say the Iron Throne. That's why I said Viserys is the heir to the Targaryen dynasty. Targaryen yeah, that's a good dynasty. point. That's a good point. Yeah. And so Targaryen, and again, and the Targaryen dynasty on paper once again is dead. Is gone. They are now no longer. They are now removed from power. They abdicated. So they didn't abdicate. They were deposed. Well, right. Sorry. Say that again. They were. They were deposed. So they were thrown out of power. With that in mind, Viserys' legitimate claims to the throne, I mean, I give it a seven, because he is still technically, he, he is royalty in exile, which was very common. Very, yeah. was very, very common. I'd give him about a seven and a half, because Robert was clearly nervous about their existence. Right. And I so, think, well, and the, other, the other issue that Robert had was that his heir... His heir to the throne was going to screw things up. Robert knew that once he died, things were going to go south. Yeah, well, so, well, no, so, but Ned's going to take care of it. Ned will fix him, true. right? Well, right? Ned. Here's the thing, though. Here's here's the thing I'll say about Robert. Robert knew knew at the end of the day that no Targaryen was a threat to him while he was alive. But that's the problem. I don't know if I'd credit him that much because he did order Daenerys' execution. 
True. Or assassination, but like. But more out of but more out of out of spite than actual political gain. I mean, there is a political element to it. I mean, like this is where, like, like when you look at the expanded lore and like and look at the black fires, Mm -hmm. it's like I can if you if you use that as your basis of argument, like you could make a fairly good case. Well, and let's let's be honest here. If Tywin, I mean Tywin Lannister would have done that. If oh, Tywin 100%. Lannister, if Tywin Lannister, well, yeah, that's why he's a monster. Right. But yeah. So, I, I'm sticking well, with my seven because it's still kind of a, it's still weak enough to where. Well, it's out of ten. That's still pretty good, dude. I mean, it's still to... very good. It's still very good, and considering considering how we're gonna and we're gonna get this. Considering how unworthy of a king he probably would have become, yeah, a strong claim. Yeah, there is yeah. a there was a if if Viserys had an army, there is a very legitimate chance, as we've seen somewhat on the show, there is a very legitimate chance that he could have become king. Yeah. Well, this is going to be the interesting story with claimants. Of sometimes they get really really close, sometimes they don't. Sometimes yeah. they have a really strong claim, and sometimes it doesn't matter if they have a strong claim, but they just have the right army and people that where it doesn't matter. Exactly. exactly. It's still like they're a humongous threat. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes you're, you're bail on Greyjoy. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have fun. We're not going to be kind. Oh, no, we aren't. We will not so, be So, I mean, so let's see. Well, that's 7 and 7.5. That's yeah. a strong claim. Yeah. He's only one point behind Damon the First. Right. So, pretty top score pretty for that. Claim. Pretty good claim. So, let's see how he does with all the other categories, though. <laughs> oh, dear. So, next category, potential. Uh, so, according to Barrison the Bold, even in his youth, Viserys showed signs of being his father's son. An opinion seemingly shared by Sir Jamie Lannister, who could not stomach the idea of declaring Viserys king when he had the opportunity. His thoughts were, there's too much of his father's blood in him. Yeah. And that was when he was a little kid and did not go through the trauma of losing his royalty and begging mm-hmm. to, be, to get support. Viserys had little interaction with many people when he was a legitimate prince, as Ares was paranoid for his safety. At the same time, some thought it was clear that Ares adored Viserys more than Rhaegar and intended to circumvent Rhaegar for Viserys. Given that the Mad King approved of Viserys, that does not bode well. No, that's not a good sign. It's one of the few times you don't want your king's approval. No, yeah. Definitely not. No, no, no. It's not like Aegon liking Damon. Well, it's like, oh, Damon's kind of a good guy, so. Right. It's like, yeah, Aegon's a piece of crap, but eh, he's not right about that, wrong about that. Exactly. But, like, this is like, no, 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 no. No, this is going to be a. I mean, this is going to be. I mean, a, that, a debate amongst, amongst fans, in my opinion, is. And also in the show, it works real well. Is, who would have been worse, Viserys or Joffrey? Yeah. And, it's a pretty close call because both of them would have been, let's face it, they would have been complete disasters. Well, well actually, Joffrey was a disaster. Let's let's face it. Yeah. 
Well, okay. Um, last note, and then we can get into it. Although, I do want to talk about that. That's a fun question. We can debate that right now. But, yeah. uh, okay, so... Back to your point. Viserys in his lifetime showed impatience, temper, and little in the skills of either negotiation or war strategy. Oh, he had boy. a massive sense of entitlement and ego. Sir Jorah also said, I didn't write this down, but I'll say this. In the books, he says outright, Viserys would not be the worst king to sit on the Iron Throne if he were to gain it. But he would not, would absolutely not be one of the good ones. Pretty accurate. Yeah. <sighs> Honestly, okay. So, to get into that first of Joffrey versus Viserys debate, yeah. Like in the show, Viserys has clear, flat out. Like, or, or in the show, Joffrey has clear, flat out sadism. Yes. Which, like, is not in the books exact. Well, actually, no. It, it is plenty in the books. It is in the books. Plenty in the books. What am I saying? Yeah. It's um, much more though in the show. I don't know. If, like Viserys, like. I don't know if he has, like, derives pleasure from exacting pain on Daenerys. I think Viserys is more like a... How's the best way to describe it? He's more like a... Um, like an explosive temper. Yeah. He's not, per se, a psychopath. He's more like Magor than he is Ares. Than, than Ares. He's tyrannical is what you're saying. Right. He's a tyrant. Yeah, he really would be a tyrant. He's a tyrant. He's not... I don't want to say he's an idiot, because he really isn't. Um, I would argue he's an idiot, because he just is so temperamental he can't get past and see... Like, hey, I should, buddy. I should rephrase it. Actually, let me let me rephrase that. He's a tyrant, not a nutcase. Yes. Yes. Like the fact that he ended up ruining a potentially really good alliance. Yes. That would have been in a really effective invasion. Yes. That right there shows he would have been an awful king, and yes. been very similar to his father of just being stupid, petulant. Vain and no, no impulse control. No, yeah, you can't reason with him. He is a little bit similar to uh, his ancestor Arian Brightflame, the the real jerk of a Targaryen prince that tormented Egg and later right. drank wildfire because he thought he was a dragon. Aye. So he definitely is one of the bad Targaryens. Like at the same time, though, and we'll get in. Like what Martin does, and like what the show also captures, it's it's really weird. It's like I hate him, and yet at the same time, there's so many moments where I feel sorry for him. Well, the it's weird. It's like it's like that's really good writing. It's like it's like I hate you, and I don't feel really sorry that you go the way you go, but I do feel sorry for you. I get like you're kind of tragic. Well, 
something I got something you actually have to give Viserys some level of credit for. The fact that he was able to survive essentially on his own for what amounts to almost two decades. Yeah. On the on the favors of noblemen and merchants and whatnot. I mean he clearly knows how he can survive. Well, he he did survive. He did. I don't know what what does that say more the level of pity that he went through or his actual skill. Yeah, and so. But let's face it: the, the biggest problem he had it was he had a temper. Yeah. He had an uncontrollable temper, a huge superiority complex that's the thing that's like it's 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 not just that he has temper for me it's like it also this pride so if he were to be king regardless of how he squandered his his actual attempts to be king by his stupidity by his pride and anger but it really comes down to like he would be a little bit like his father of just being so like he he would be a terrible politician Exactly. Never hear the word compromise ever. No. And understand that. So, gosh, I'm like, I, I can't see. So, make a, He would not have been a good king. He might I, not have been. Di- he might not have been. I mean, the best way to describe him is he, he would have been Cersei mixed with. He probably would have been closest to Magor the Cruel. He really would have. Except without a dragon, just like right. Except except without the martial might to actually enforce his rule, which in its own bizarre way is probably almost a good thing. Well, no, that would be a good thing because he'd be deposed pretty quickly. Right. I'm just like I'm say this: he probably would not have lasted very long as king. He, no, he, he was a tyrant. Why, a really, well, an uncompromising, short-sighted tyrant is the best way I describe him. Actually, you know what? I'm going to say the other thing that, no, 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 I disagree. Actually, now I'm really? thinking about it, I disagree. And that, like, he wouldn't have been a tyrant. He would have been a despot. Yeah. Of, like, the difference, like, always, like, we, we talked about this of, like, Magor versus Air versus the Mad King. Mm-hmm. Like, tyrants are, are, how do I put this? Like, they're, they're a not, tyrant. Right. they're not crazy. They are, but they're not, like, basically, like, unstable. Yes. And, like, and, like, despots are. They're incredibly unstable. I'm actually looking up the definition right now. A despot is actually a person, especially a ruler, who has unlimited power over other people and often uses it unfairly and cruelly. Now, listen very carefully. A tyrant is a ruler who has unlimited power over other people and uses it unfairly and cruelly. So right now, as a prince, he's just a despot. He would have become a tyrant afterward. Yeah, uh, I'm just using the words in various ways, but like, so he would be a mad king, I think, also, honestly. Yes. Like, we don't have madness in this rule, but he would really score high. So... Yes, you gotta be he honest. Would been, like, he would have uh, been out there with Joffrey. He would have been right he there with. Wouldn't have been, he, he, he probably wouldn't have been too much different than Joffrey. And the only reason why Joffrey had some level of stability is not even the right word. Some some 
broker is yeah. going to get Tywin Lannister behind him. Tywin and Tyrion behind him, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Viserys had no one. Would it, he would have had no one. Yep, no. No, he did not. So, he probably would have... Well, actually, no, he did. One. It was Illyrio. Illyrio was. <laughs> and that didn't last long. You no, know, it did not. So... It still would have been pretty bad. I mean, I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna give him a one and a half, because I'm giving him some points because he was able to survive for 17 years on his own. But the fact of the matter was, he would have been a very bad king and not a very long-lasting one either. I 100% agree with you. I I, I was gonna go as far as one. Like he would just be ter- ter- terrible. Yeah. Terrible. I'm gonna go. I I maintain one. Like he would have been awful. Like yeah. he doesn't get the full zero because like he could vaguely understand like the trappings of being a king. I guess. Right. But he like wants be, he wants to be king, not a ruler. Yeah. I guess that 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 goes into a little bit of the difference from my own mind of of despot versus tyrant of like. Right. Of a like when you're a despot, you're kind of more obsessed with power. Whereas a tyrant actually has power. Tyrant is more just about using power. Right. Yeah. So, well, 2.5. 1.5, yeah. So you got 1.5, I got 1, so that's 2.5. That's pretty Holy bad. cow, what a drop. Like, even poor Damon II got 11. <laughs> yeah. So well, that is... Again, the problem is, is that it's like when there's evil and then there's evil and stupid. Yep. You can survive and get you can survive in Westeros if you're evil. You yeah. cannot survive in Westeros if you're stupid. Yeah, mostly. Yeah. So, next category. Yep. So many ifs. Just yeah. Sir Arlen question of or no, not Sir Arlen, Sir Eustace question of, oh if only if only if only, so how close did they come to sitting on the Iron Throne? Not very close. Nope. Not Uh, even close. It's going to be hard because but we'll some more we're going to actually have later, we're going to have some real debates on Mm -hmm. but here we go, so for Viserys III, he never returned to Westeros after leaving. No. He never was able to amass an army to support his cause. When he did make a genuinely good alliance, he managed to bungle it away by his impudence, insolence, and stupidity. Yeah. He eventually behaved so stupidly that his own sister was comfortable watching him die an agonizing death. <sighs> Which can I can I point out a little historical historical fact? Okay. Supposedly, this is only this is a rumor, never not never confirmed rumor, but um, Marcus Licinius Crassus, well, a member of the Triumvirate, ally of Julius Caesar, supposedly died when the Persians oh, captured yes. him in battle and yeah. poured molten gold down his throat. It's a fun legend. Fun yes. legend. Just horrifying. Doesn't don't, we don't know if it's true? 
yeah. don't know if it's true. Part of why it's a, it's a, this weird, insanely cruel irony was that Viserys was one of the richest men of human history. No, Crassus. Sorry, Crassus. Yes. Who did you I say? Viserys. You said Viserys by accident. Oh yeah. Oh, oops. Yeah, Crassus. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, the, it was meant to symbolize his great love of gold. Yep. And it's like, well. And then the worst part is that supposedly they after that they decapitated him and they used his head as a prop in a play. Ooh, yep. Yeah. So not only not to add in so it's insult to injury to injury. So out of ten, what do you think? Point five. Wow. Here's why. I'll give you three reasons why. Like I said, he never returned to Westeros. No. Yep. His, even if he got, even if his, he never returned to Westeros, he never had the means to get back to Westeros. And even if he did, he would not, he wouldn't, he had no tactical ability to capitalize on. He would have still faced a fairly united realm. So, and no one would have wanted him back. Well, until they got to know him, maybe they would have been open to it. But <laughs> uh, that's a stretch. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. If you if you look at the series, and and this is something I kind of thought about, is they hated the Lannisters. They didn't necessarily hate the Baratheons as much. Yeah. They, well, might, yep, they yep. might not have loved the Baratheons that we saw with Stannis, but they didn't actually seem to genuinely despise them. Mm. So, so make of that what you will. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. You make a compelling argument, my friend. You make a compelling argument. I was going to be kinder. What were you going to give him? I was originally thinking I would go as high as three. I'm glad because... you at least. Kept, I'm glad you kept it under five. I'm. Just, I would have been kind of shocked if you. I would have. Been oh no 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 no. Like, I think although if I'm if I'm being honest, I I will only go about two. The thing is like that. Even though Robert was utterly paranoid, mm-hmm. like he wasn't obsessed about them, but they were always in the back of his head of like, eh, well, they're still alive. That's an issue. That's an issue. And we'll put it this, uh, we'll put it this way: under, a, I mean, under Daenerys or under someone else. Let's let's put it this way: if Rhaegar had escaped, it would have been much more serious. Under oh, well, yes, 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 yes. We'll, we'll put it. We'll, let's just let's just put that to put that in perspective. Again, if Rhaegar had escaped, or or another, like heir, it would have been like the Golden Company, it would have been Bittersteel escaping. It would have been yeah, exactly. the Blackfires. Like, but no, like they this, weren't the Blackfires; like, no, they didn't this, have an army with them. Right. It's like no, this is a problem. This Baratheon would have Robert would have definitely been like no, I want that. I want him hunted down, and I want this ended. But I think, but a combination of the fact that Viserys was was so little of a threat, yeah, that they just didn't bother. So again, yeah. under, a different, under a different ruler, he would have been a very legitimate threat, but he just wasn't. Well, if his circumstances were better, so I'm. Maybe I'll give him a one. I give him a two because the it would like theoretically the 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 alliance with the Dothraki. Mm-hmm. 
is a the really, line. really good alliance. Alliance, alliance with the Dothraki on paper, fantastic work. It's just like he still, bungles it so much and managed, so spectacularly fails. The that, fact that he managed to screw something up that badly is not a very good point. So that's why, like, that's why I go, like, theoretically, that, that almost makes it, like, on paper, the, the Dothraki alliance would have made him, like, up to, like, about seven, maybe? Exactly. But then, I mean, like, he probably would have been... does so spectacularly awful with it that, like, I can only give him a two because it's just, like... It's just like, right. wow, like you had a pretty good claim and you like people probably could have flocked to you theoretically. Right. But you, well, you man, you messed it up one, so badly. One victory. Well, and that's the thing, though, as we saw from later seasons, get the Dothraki across to Westeros. They are a very 40,000 Kalasars, 40, a 40,000 strong Kalasar is a very legitimate threat. Mm-hmm. It's a very real threat. Uh, threat to anyone who's on who's on the outside because you've you've essentially got the mongol horde and the huns let them go free now here's where i think would have been kind of funny if this is kind of a, a good what if if viserys had managed to get that forty thousand kalasarver he would not have been able to control them but let no. them go free they'll figure it out huh. would he have so- but he, again, he would have been if he had managed to get that Kalasar army across the narrow sea to Westeros. He would have been a f- far more dangerous threat than anything than any of the five kings of the other five kings. Yeah, yeah, he would have been season seven. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, basically, which is ironic because that army that that season seven has is two and a half times bigger. Yeah. Well, he would have only had ten thousand, but still, that's. Pretty damn. Ten thousand. That's still something. He might not yep. have won, but he would have been a threat. Yep. And they're Dothraki. They're not. Well, that that's one of the best scenes. That's not from the books. Added is Robert justifying and saying like, if the Dothraki come, if they actually do come, we are so. It's not over. Ready for that? Yeah. So. But still, I maintain you have two. The point two, is. Though. He, yeah. The point is he is a. The point is, he just screwed up bad. He definitely did. Oh boy! The boy, he... the boy screwed up really bad. Really, really bad. So let's go for the lighter category now. Portrait. Okay. Let's just see how he looks. Okay. As usual, we go to our unofficial portrait artist, Amok, doing mm-hmm. a let's take rendition a look. of Viserys. Let's a take a look at the boy. Let's take a look at the lad. Yeah, right. What do you think? Oh, oh, he's not less. He's a lot less attractive than a, than his actor. <laughs> yeah. He looks kind of sick. Kind of sick, you say? A little bit. He looks a bit sick. Yeah. Like a like a sickly. Like he a looks sickly. creepy. To me, yeah. like he it doesn't look of... healthy. He doesn't look healthy. He kind of creeps me out. He's terrifying. Really? I don't say he's that terrifying. I don't know. There's something in those eyes and like that shadow and the way it meets it. For me, at least, it's like, ooh. Get me away mm. from that guy. So I'd be afraid of him. But would you Would you be af- afraid of him, but would you fear him as a ruler? Like, just from the looks? Yeah. Uh, but that only goes so far, so I... Exactly. So I'll give him about three. 
same. Yeah. So, six out of ten. Yeah. Mm. Also a lower score well, than. Precisely. Than Damon the second. Yeah. So. Well, although, yeah, it? although we said for Damon, like he, he looked the part of a Damon for Damon two. He lo- he looked yes. the part. Damon looked the part. Yes. Just yeah. Just actually, you know. All right. Yeah, he's pretty bad. Ooh, that is not a good score. That is not a good score. No. <laughs> Although we'll see how it fares compared to other people as we go on. Exactly. Is uh, he scored twenty six? Oh boy. Twenty six, and what's the the max you can get in this? Twenty, forty, sixty. 70, 70, so 26 out of 70. Oof. Oof. That's right. Dang. Yep. Wow. That's a big F. Yeah, that was bad. Yep. So, with all that in mind, the final yeah. question, though, is he someone that would be really remembered? Is he a dragon or is he a dud? Is he ultimately a footnote? He's a dud. I would almost say a dragon just because, like, he got such a mystique on him as being the beggar king. Yeah, but... It's, like, really, like, pathetic figure. Right. But, uh, no. Not really. Like, even a pathetic figure is eventually forgotten. Like, he'd only be really remembered. Because, like, I think even then it was, like, kind of, like... When Sansa hears about him, he's like, Who? And I was like, he has to be, she has to like get it explained to her. I was like, well, oh. The other, thing is, the other thing it would have been, would have been, it's like, um, it's like, did he impact history? Mm, not, nope. Not really. No. no. Definitely not. Then no. Yeah, no. So yeah, that's why I say he's a dud. So yeah, dud. That's yeah. why I say the poor, that's why I say the lad is a dud. Yeah. Well, last question then, like, uh, just on the fun debate side also. Mm-hmm. Where do you go on the whole nature versus nurture for at least this this guy? I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go more for nurture because Rhaegar and Daenerys seem to at least have enough of a head on their shoulders. But the fact that he lived both a combination of an extremely sheltered life, um and essentially spent the next 20 years being bullied and being a laughingstock is not going to do wonders for your mental health. Yeah, I, you know, I was, some- I was originally of that mindset, and I, I still somewhat am, but now I'm thinking, like, I don't know. I think it just always was a little bit in him. But at the same time, was, I do it, it, much more side with... Not to the- it was in him, but nowhere near to the level of, like, he for sure was going to turn out this way. The thing that he always had the chance of turning out the way he did, what definitely made him turn out the way he was, was his upbringing. Yeah. To that, yeah, I do agree. It, so it really is, that's... like, just this really, like, of being first, like, this completely isolated kid right. to suddenly being this desperate formerly rich kid on the run. Yeah. 
not the most flattering. Nope. Nope, not at all. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all right. it. So that was, a, for you. that was a really fun episode, and uh, it was a great discussion, great debate on, like, uh, uh, and uh, really getting into it. And uh, tune in next week. Next week we are covering Renly the First. Yay. One of the most polarizing characters in book fame because he went against his really, really, really popular brother. So yep. tune in next week wait, wait. as we discuss... Renly, Renly, wait, Renly or Stanless? Stannis? Oh, people in the books love Stannis. People in the book like Stannis. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, people, uh, book the fans. Fan- they say the fandom loves Stannis. Fandom loves Stannis. Book no, one, book, no one likes Stannis. Yeah, that, that's part of why the book, the fans love him. Huh. Yeah. All right. So tune in next week where we talk about him. And uh, so see you then. Nice.